It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is America's number one local sports daily podcast network. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday edition of the show. A lot to go through on today's show. As promised, we'll catch up with new BYU running back Emmanuel Asupa. I had a chance to speak with him yesterday. We'll play that interview for you. We also need to talk some BYU basketball here in this first segment. BYU star forward Yoli Childs makes it official. He is leaving BYU with the intention to sign with an agent and pursue his professional aspirations in the NBA and beyond. We'll talk about that and some other news and notes on the BYU basketball front here in the first segment. As always do in the final segment, we will catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports. A reminder for you guys, you can get this Locked on Cougars podcast on the brand new podcasting app called Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And also, when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Cougars That way you'll always be up to date on everything BYU with this daily podcast. With that, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for March 28th, 2019. Alright guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah as a producer and online reporter. It's a blast to do this podcast each and every day and hopefully you guys are all having a great week. A lot to get to on today's show like I mentioned in the open. Let's start off with BYU basketball. News coming down officially yesterday that Yoli Childs, BYU star junior forward, will pursue his professional aspirations. I'll read the quote here. Uh, it's a two-parter on his Twitter feed he sent out yesterday Yesterday says these past three years have been amazing. When I think of BYU and what the school program and people have done for me, I am overwhelmed with gratitude. I'm grateful to the coaching staff for caring about me off the court as much as they did on the court. They believed in me no matter what. I am especially grateful for Tim Lacombe for recruiting me and for the relationship we built on and off the court. I'm grateful for my teammates. I've been blessed to play this game of basketball with great players, but better men. They are like brothers to me and will be lifelong friends. He continues here. I'm so grateful for all BYU fans. The energy you support us with and the love that is felt everywhere I go is special. BYU truly has the greatest fan excuse me. BYU truly has the greatest fans in the world. I hope you will continue to be a fan and show support for the rest of my basketball career. The time has come for a new chapter in my life. I will be declaring for this year's NBA draft with the intent to hire an agent. Thank you for everything Cougar Nation. And I think BYU fans, you should say the same thing. Thank you, Yoli Childs. This guy came in and in three years was a top 15 player in terms of BYU basketball history in both scoring and rebounds. A truly impressive athlete. I hope he makes his dreams come true. He's likely, if he's going to make it in the NBA, have to go through the G League or go overseas and prove his ability. But here's hoping that if he goes into workouts with teams this spring and summer when the NBA workouts begin here in the next little bit, because the NBA regular season is about to end, he should have an opportunity to make an impression. He's going to have to show the ability to shoot the three in particular, because Yoli at six foot eight, I, I, probably without shoes on, he's probably six seven. He's not what you want in terms of an NBA team in terms of just height and athleticism. If he can shoot the three consistent, consistently, though, and show that he has the range to have a 
face-up offensive game that can extend out to the NBA three-pointer range, especially in the corner, that could definitely help him quite a bit. His shooting percentage as a senior this year went up 1% from his junior year. He went from 31% to 32% on from three. So not necessarily the jump that I think people were hoping or he was hoping for from three-point land, but he didn't necessarily make a concerted effort to shoot a lot of threes, I felt like. Uh, Yoli at times, I felt like, would get his, plain and simple in games, and I don't blame him. He's got to put stuff on film, but he leaves BYU, and it's going to be interesting. I uh, saw a lot of conversation on Twitter how the cupboards are, quote, bare at BYU. I don't think the cupboards are bare at BYU. I think guys like Connor Harding and Gavin Baxter, TJ Hawes, even a Nick Emery, there's plenty of talent still on that BYU roster. I just fear for the front line, BYU's inside presence, because Yoli at times was BYU's only inside presence this past season, and that was a problem. I know they're bringing in guys like Bernardo Da Silva and Shengja Lee, uh, two recruits that signed with BYU this past uh, recruiting cycle, and we'll see how they do, but you're counting on two freshmen to come in and be your anchor postman. Colby Lee has done nothing to really engender confidence that he can be a guy that can lock down the middle for BYU. So whoever the new head coach is going to be, and we'll talk about some news on that here in a moment, they've got their work cut out for them just to make a make BYU uh, – in the form that they want, I guess, first off, but also to have an inside presence because I think teams next year are going to absolutely hammer or plan on hammering the Cougars inside. Gavin Baxter is a good defender, but he will get into foul trouble. Guys like Shengja Lee and Bernardo Da Silva, you can't expect them to come in and be elite defensively as true freshmen. I just don't think they can do that. So it'll be interesting, whoever the next head coach is going to be, the work that they have cut out for them to make sure that they have an inside presence that can both hold up on the defensive side of the ball and also contribute offensively. BYU is going to be led by their guard line in scoring next year, plain and simple. I feel like Connor Harding, he's poised to be BYU's best offensive option. He's got a full offseason now to get in shape. I really feel like he showed what he could do in spurts last year. And if he can get his legs back underneath him, I think Connor Harding next year could be BYU's leading scorer. And I know you're probably screaming at me, well, what about TJ Haas? TJ Haas is better as a second option. If he has somebody to play off of, he is in his absolute element. So I hope that Connor Harding can kind of be that swing man, that leading scorer, a Travis Hansen type player, a slasher, can shoot as well, and lead BYU in scoring and allow TJ Hawes, Nick Emery, Zach Selyus, the other guys that are on BYU's perimeter to help contribute with the scoring. We'll see what happens. Now, on the head coaching front, we talked a lot about the options yesterday, and but talking to people yesterday, and uh, the people I talked to yesterday would be in the know regarding this. Kevin Young, he's a Philadelphia 76ers assistant coach in the NBA. He's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, born in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, played his college and high school ball in Georgia, of all places, though. He is being prom- promoted, I guess, just multiple BYU alums are telling BYU to take give this kid a, give this guy a, a not kid I say a kid a guy who's older than me I shouldn't say that give this guy an opportunity he's 37 years old he's got a lot of NBA experience he's worked his way up through the Philadelphia 76ers organization to being an assistant coach to Brett Brown now Philadelphia is one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference in the NBA and I don't know how cheap a guy like Kevin Young would come because reportedly or I guess the numbers on Mark Pope's contract at UVU right now have Mark Polk making $1.275 million as part of his six-year extension. Uh, 
a guy like Kevin Young probably making decent money being an NBA assistant coach. How much is it going to cost BYU to get a guy like that to come? Uh, I have pretty good knowledge that Dave Rose was making probably around $1 million as BYU's head coach at basketball before he ultimately stepped down. But I think with this next go-around, they're going to have to bump up that pay to land one of these guys. So if you were to ask me, okay, Jake, who's handicap who's going to be the leading guy for the job? I can tell you this much. Mark Pope, if he is offered the job and he wants the job, well, okay, if he wants the job, Mark Pope will get the job. That's what I should say. Mark Pope is number one option, plain and simple. He's not too far away. He's familiar with BYU. He's coached there before. He's done good things at UVU. So if he wants the job, it'll be his. But he has had significant interest from other programs, Georgia State, Washington State, UNLV, Cal. Uh, of course, Washington State hired uh, San Francisco coach Kyle Smith and uh, TJ Otzelberger just got hired as UNLV's head coach. So that's two of the reported suitors for Mark. Pope that have already hired their next head coach. So BYU has a little less competition, it appears, but still, it's not a done deal yet with Mark Pope. And I would say that Kevin Young is the 1A or the number two option behind behind Pope. Uh, other guys on that list still include guys like Mark Madsen, Alex Jensen, and Barrett Peary. But I feel like BYU, the top two options at this point that they're going to pursue is number one, Mark Pope. Until he says no, they'll pursue him. And then number two, it probably goes to Kevin Young. I, we'll see what happens. But Kevin Young is a young coach, 37 years old. If he's good at what he's able to, if he's good, if he comes to BYU, he could have an extended run like a Dave Rose. He's pretty young. He was only in his 30s. Dave Rose retired at 61 after 14 years. And Dave Rose got a head coaching job in college basketball, Division One level, at the Division One level, excuse me, later on than most coaches get it. So we'll see what happens. Of course, we'll keep you updated with any other news that comes out about BYU basketball, like we always do here on the podcast. All right, we will step aside here, come back. We're going to talk with BYU running back Emmanuel Asupa. He has officially been admitted to BYU. We talk about his playing style, his time at Rice, what he expects to study at BYU, and also uh, get some thoughts on him on guys like AJ Stewart and playing for Jeff Grimes. It's all coming up next in an interview that's an exclusive here on Locked on Cougars. Remember to get the show every day subscribe to locked on cougars on the new himalaya podcast app in an ever-expanding podcast world you need himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features being added every day download the himalaya at your app download himalaya at your app store and subscribe to locked on cougars more in a moment this is the locked on cougars podcast it's Kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back. I had a chance to speak with new BYU running back Emmanuel Asupa yesterday. A great young man. Great thoughts from him. He was an awesome interview. I'm excited to play this for you guys. It's an exclusive here on this podcast. It's one of the features we have here that I have the ability to get interviews like this. But I spoke with him yesterday. We talked a lot about his time at Rice, his playing style, what he expects when he comes to BYU in terms of playing time, how he expects to mesh with his teammates. Uh, the plan for him is to come up to BYU shortly 
immediately after graduation at Rice in early May. He expects to spend most of the summer in Utah getting acquainted with his teammates. We talk about what graduate program he'll be joining, etc. So here you go, Emmanuel Asupa with me right here on Locked on Cougars. Pleased to welcome in Emmanuel Asupa. He'll be a graduate transfer joining the BYU football program this fall as a running back to play for his former position coach at Rice and A.J. Stewart and join the BYU football program. Emmanuel, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing well. Appreciate you taking some time to join us today. I guess uh, first thing right off the bat here, we probably should ask you, What's it been like, this whole process of trying to figure out where you're going to be a grad transfer to? You've been linked with BYU for quite some time, but what does it feel like now to actually know where you'll be playing your final season of collegiate football? Yes, sir. I mean, it feels great, you know, to weight lift off my shoulders. Um, it's been a little bit. You're right, I've been linked up with uh, BYU football. I took the official visit in January. But, you know, it just feels great to, you know, finally just make it official and uh, let everybody know exactly what I'm doing. So you're going to be graduating here at the end of this semester at Rice, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, what are you graduating in? A sport management degree. Oh, very nice. Okay, so what's your plan grad uh, grad program-wise? What, what's your plan at BYU? So I'll be participating in the um, Master of the Public Administration program. Okay. All right. So you got, you, got, you got your future plans laid out in front of you, but I assume that you'd like to pursue pro football, I guess, is the first avenue. Yes, I mean, it's just been a lifelong dream, um, but it's always good to have two different plans just in case one, you know, doesn't go the right way. Absolutely. And uh, when you were talking to BYU initially, I know you had the connection with Coach Stewart and him having worked at Rice, etc. But when you first uh, linked up with BYU, you started talking to them about the possibility of being a grad transfer there. What was their message to you about what BYU could provide? Well, you know, um, First off, you know, it's a, it's a big-time football, you know, to step up from, you know, CUSA. Um, they have a great returning uh, O-line, great offense coordinator and uh, Coach Jeff Grimes. Um, and, of course, you know, Coach Stewart, uh, my former running back coach, was there. So, you know, it, it just looked like a great fit, especially with the offense that they run. Um, you know, it fits my running style. So uh, that, was, that was pretty much <laughs> all I needed to hear. All right, oh, hey, that's that's a good way to go about it. Um, you said you went on that, you went on your official visit there in January, but now we're into late March, and it's been a it's been quite a period of uh, in the interim. Can you um, break down what has gone into this? Is, was it just a waiting period of seeing if BYU would accept you? What 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 all went into the delay? So I took my official in January, um, and then I began to apply for the school. Um, which took about a month, so I turned in uh, the my full application in like February. I'm I'm pretty sure. So basically, it's just been a waiting process um, to see if I get admitted. And uh, now I'm here. All right. Well, hey, easy enough. I yeah. Just I had I have we've had people, and I, I do this podcast every day. It's a it's a daily podcast, and I get questions. Well, mm-hmm. why is he not? In, um, I, I don't know. Let's ask him. Let's get let's get the full story from Emmanuel. Um, but you talked about your running style and how you feel it fits BYU. We saw last year with BYU, they started out the year as a, a very much a downhill uh, running running system where they wanted to really pound teams. We saw that morph throughout the year when they made the quarterback change to Zach Wilson. Uh, what would you describe your style as being, I guess, what what makes you think that it fits so well with what BYU does? Well, exactly that. You know, um, a downhill running style, um, punishing, 
you know, um, not someone someone would want to tackle at the end of a game, um, things like that. I just feel like uh, my running style would fit, you know, what the offensive system does right now. And do you feel like you're a complement to what guys like Lopini Katoa, who's at BYU, uh, Tyler Algier, the current running backs at BYU, do you feel like your style complements what they do well as well? For sure, 100%. You know, um, those guys can finesse and I could pound, so it would be a good one-two punch um, uh, to the defense. So, of course, yeah. Okay, I want to talk to you a little bit about Coach Stewart. You knew him during his days at Rice. Uh, he's now been at BYU. This will be his second season as the running backs coach at BYU. What's he like? What do you know about him that you can let BYU fans know about that they might not already know? First off, I mean, he's just a great man uh, outside the football uh, field. You know, he, he's just a great mentor. Uh, we've kept in touch the whole time since he's left. Um, and he's just been mentoring me the whole time. Um, he's a man of God, you know. Um, he he's a person that you could trust, you know. He's a person that you could always call uh, call on and count on. And then um, other than that, he's an amazing football coach, you know. Um, he figures out the way you learn, um, and he's he's patient with you, and you know he's he's uh, very technical with his approach. So um, these are all things that I mean I love about him, and I'm very excited to get back to work with him. You have any fun stories about your time together at Rice at all? Like anything in like a meeting room or on the practice field? Oh man, I mean every. <laughs> so when I was a freshman, I was just still trying to get used to um, uh, the college lifestyle. I used to sleep in every meeting, and uh, <laughs> you know he used to always wake me up, and uh, he used to um, make me sit in the front, the very front, so he could watch me. And uh, eventually, I stopped sleeping because I didn't want to just sleep right in front of him and I just like forced myself to stay awake but that was probably just you know one of the many funny things that that just popped to my head first <laughs> so like we're talking like kicking your desk what type of stuff would he do he, he'll just uh he'll literally just tap me or just okay. call my name and wake me up but it'd just be embarrassing you know because uh sometimes he'll, he'll like call in a question and say like what do you do here and he, he's talking to me and I'm just sitting there sleeping in silence so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Well, hey, apparently you've had a good, good relationship regardless with him in the time going forward. I wanted to talk a little bit about your play. This past year has been your most productive year playing for Rice. Uh, you're second on the team with a career high of 461 yards on the year. You had a 100-yard game against Hawaii. Uh, what's it been like your career at Rice? What, what have you enjoyed playing for the Owls? What's it been like? Uh, it's been, you know, it's been an up-and-down process. You know, um, it took me um, a little while to get on the field. Uh, when I started playing my sophomore year, well, my freshman freshman year. Um, and then it took me a little a little bit to develop some things that I needed to be the guy. Um, I've had a couple injuries that slowed me down. Um, but overall, you know, I loved playing for Rice. I made a lot of uh, great brothers, um, great mentors. You know, I've, I've been through a lot of great coaches, strength coaches, you know, uh, position coaches and things like that so overall I mean I, I love my time at Rice Alright I know you're a kid that's from the Dallas-Fort Worth area I believe you went you're from Grand Prairie is that correct? Yes sir Alright so you grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex you're a Texas kid born and raised you understand Texas high school football you understand what it's like but you also have been in the college game for quite a while so what is your perception of BYU? So my perception of BYU, I mean, it's big-time football, for sure. 
uh, no doubt. You know, you look at our first four games, and these are SEC teams, Pac-12 teams. So I for sure feel like BYU is, is in there with anybody else. And, you know, especially because them being ranked last year at one point, beating Wisconsin, which is a huge win, you know, um, yeah, that's some big-time football. You know, I, I have the utmost respect for the program. All right. I asked you earlier on what your kind of your aspirations are beyond football. Uh, so you, you're, you're majoring in sports management. You're going to do a master of public administration here. What is your ultimate goal after your football career concludes whenever that is? So at first, you know, I wanted to, you know, work in a professional sports stadium of some sort, you know, with my sport management degree. But when I figured out that I wanted to pursue graduate school, I kind of wanted to, you know, maybe work for a community and give back to the community in some in some way. So I feel like um, the public administration program would match up great with my sport management program. And um, honestly, that door is still open simply because, you know, I just got admitted. So um, hopefully everything just falls into place in that aspect. Well, great. Emmanuel, I thank you so much for taking the time. We're looking forward to seeing you on the field later on this summer and on into the fall, all right? Yes, sir. Thank you. There you go, Emmanuel Asupa. Thank him for taking the time. You can follow him on Twitter at EATE33. So it's the letters EE and then 30 spelled out T H I R T Y T H R E E. Give him a follow. Give him a shout out. Thank him for coming on the, on the podcast. Guys like this are, I think, are going to be a great addition to the BYU football program. Essentially, he said he wants to be the Thunder to BYU's other running backs, Lightning. Guys like Lopini, Katoa, etc. And at five foot eleven, two hundred and thirty plus pounds, he is absolutely a thumper. And I honestly believe that Emmanuel Asupa, he's probably top three on the depth chart, even though he hasn't even stepped foot on BYU's campus. He had a decent year a year ago. Rice didn't have a great year, period. I believe they went 1-11 or 2-10 in Mike Bloomgren's first year. So a big opportunity here for Emmanuel Asupa to join BYU. He'll be doing the MPA program, the Masters of Public Administration, like a lot of graduate transfers do when they come to BYU. And it's awesome that he finally got admitted. I'm glad BYU admissions kind of pulled back or finally relented and decided to let him enroll in school because he's a smart young man, and I appreciate him taking the time to join us on the podcast. All right, we'll get to more here in a moment on BYU Sports, but a reminder for you guys, in case you didn't know, it is opening day in Major League Baseball, and the Locked On Podcast Network has launched Major League Baseball Podcast once again. It's your favorite MLB team in 15 minutes or less every day. Find your favorite baseball teams on Locked On on Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. It's a great time of year when baseball starts off. I know it's a long season, but it's a great time of year. It means spring is here, and it's weather's going to be great here along the Wasatch Front in particular, and I'm excited for that. So check it out, guys. The Locked On Podcast Network, brand new Locked On MLB team shows, as well as the brand new Locked On MLB show. So check all of that out. All right, we'll get to more in a moment. You're listening to Locked On Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary.
are Locked On Cougars, and thank you again for your continued support of the show. Please continue to subscribe, rate, and review if you are new to the podcast. We've reached the 150 podcast episode level, and it's it's been a blast to bring this to you guys. We're about seven months into this, and it's been awesome, and don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So thanks again for your continued support, and please do consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. It really does help get the word out about the podcast as well as you guys doing your work in terms of sharing it on social media and also mentioning it word of mouth to family and friends. All right, running down what's going on in the other BYU sports coming up tonight. Uh, two programs in action that continue action. We talked about them yesterday. The men's swimming and diving teams as well as the men's and women's track and field teams are both in Austin, Texas. The men's swimming and diving are competing in the NCAA men's championships while the track and field teams compete in the Texas Relay. So best of luck to both teams there. Women's tennis is in action at the outdoor tennis courts today at 12 o'clock mountain time they're hosting uc irvine you can check that out there's a live stream on the byu cougars website men's golf is in stanford california for the goodwin at stanford golf course they had a great showing in this tournament a year ago that begins today and goes through saturday so best of luck to peter quest and the rest of the cougar men's golfers as they compete there women's softball is in san antonio texas to take on ut san antonio in a double header today those games will start at uh, three o'clock central time says two o'clock mountain time the second game will begin approximately at 4 30 mountain time you can go to the BYU Cougars website for updates and previews of that men's baseball in action tonight as they open a three-game set at home against St. Mary's it's the fourth week in a row that men's the men's team has been at home in Utah they host St. Mary's and WCC play at six o'clock mountain time it will be broadcast on BYU TV TV digital so BYU TV digital stream and then also broadcast over the air on BYU radio uh, BYU men's volleyball is in action at Concordia down there in Irvine, California this weekend or tonight, excuse me, there's a live stream on the BYU Cougars website with Eagle TV. You also can get live stats there. So a full night of BYU sports. You can watch softball, you can track softball, watch baseball in person, watch volleyball online, keep up to date with the women's tennis team if you want to go out and have an afternoon out in the sun. It should be decent weather hopefully today. The rain has been pushed back according to the forecast. So hopefully the tennis team can get their match in and also the men's golf team playing in California. So a full day of BYU sports. We'll be recapping it all for you tomorrow, as well as a preview of everything else going on in BYU sports over the weekend tomorrow as well. So a lot to get to as we always do, but thanks again for your continued support of the show. Please consider looking at the new Himalaya podcast app. Those features on it are absolutely awesome. I've been checking it out, listening to some of the other podcasts I listen to via the app, particularly on the Locked On Podcast Network like Locked On 49ers, and it has worked great. So check it out, guys, and a reminder, when you do get in your vehicle tell your smart device your smart speaker play podcast locked on cougars and you'll always be up to date with the latest in byu news with this daily podcast with that i'll sign off we'll be back tomorrow with a friday edition of the show thanks again for your continued support of the podcast this has been the locked on cougars podcast for march 28th 2019
listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.